Greetings. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. First Team America Patriot Network. Five Patriots, four Patriots across all sides of the aisle and from all parts of the world. Uh, today is May 30th. Just coming back from a wonderful NRA show. Fuck all the haters. Let me start off earlier. Got some great video I may post to my website later on, firstteamamerica.com. Um, you can really tell who your friends are in a time of need. Let's just say that. Um, I know there was one gun company that pulled out and no criticism toward them at all. That all the other hanger-ons that, you know, the little singers and crap like that, like uh, Lee Greenwood, Larry Gatlin, Don McLean. Not like I wanted to hear them sing anyway, but people who promote themselves as being uber patriot suddenly pissed their pants and decided not to attend because of fear of um, it was the wrong time and I don't want the liberals to hate me. They hate you already. They hate you already. Um, just weak need people that you thought were strong. You could go around on red, white, and blue all the way and then a little bit of grief comes was something they had no part of, nor did any member of the NRA, nor did any company, other than somebody wrongfully, illegally using the item they produced. You don't see the car companies shirking away when, uh, or, or the beer companies when the bars are serving more alcohol than the people should drink and uh, getting in cars and killing people. You don't see them stopping uh, NASCAR. Um, and again, it's a terrible situation down there, and we'll get to that later. It's horrific. As a father, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off on several fronts with that, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, we're going to pick on some people here. All these fair-weather patriots that abandoned the NRA and their core customers like foolish fools that had no moral compass in a time of stress decided to capitulate as if them not attending the NRA show would garner them fans in the liberal leftist echo chamber. Man, that's pretty good, wasn't it? Zero fans I'm sure they've gained other than what may jump to their aid at this point in time. And so for, for those who would criticize the NRA as if they had any fucking involvement or any company or person that attended NRA is any fucking involvement in this demonic madman's rampage at a indefensible school due to this imposter in chief and the weakening of school security and then the complacency of a teacher who put a cigarette above the lives of the kids but they're going to throw it on us uh, in the gun industry or the firearms industry, the Second Amendment industry, is utterly foolish, and it's it makes no sense. It's clearly a political motive by those who seek to weaken your rights. And remember, without the Second, none of the other rights exist, as we've seen with the First, and then using and them using medical technocracy and cancel culture to uh, use computers and stuff like that. I want to dig in a little bit. I was interviewed. While I was out in Houston, great city, real hot and humid. Man, that was uh, nice weather in the 90s. Um, 
all kind of good people down there in the city. But I want to talk about uh, what really has happened here. I knew when this story came out, when I heard how long the, the cops were on scene, and it wasn't yet known, a story was breaking, that a teacher actually left the fucking door open while she smoked her cigarette and then tried to rush back. And by that time, the guy... Now, they're still conflicting whether he shot at the school from the outside or he shot when he went inside. But I think the latest timeline shows that he came in, crashed his truck in a ditch because I don't think he could drive that well. I don't think his grandfather, according to the interview I saw, ever taught him how to drive. Ran the, crashed a brand new truck into a drainage culvert and had his two... $2,000 ARs and 500 rounds of ammo, which is those rifles are about 2000 bucks a piece, nicer than anything I got. I want to know where he got the money working at Whataburger or whatever place he worked at. And I'd like to understand more uh, how he funded this, how he ran under the radar, because it was later discovered, days later, as the Dems denied he was mentally deranged, I would say he's demonically possessed and mentally deranged. I think it's symbiotic. I don't have to see it to know that. I don't think uh, things since the Old Testament, New Testament have, have gone away with demonic possession. Because clearly anybody that would target a defenseless school and defenseless kids between 8 and 10 and 11 years old and two teachers, two female teachers, is clearly a, a coward and a demon. He couldn't go after, you know, something that was a hardened target. He had to go to a school. And that's the other part we'll get into later about why don't the schools have the same security that judges, courtrooms, and politicians receive for certainly our kids, our posterity, are worth much more than judges and politicians, especially the way the courts have been corrupted and the politicians have worked to corrupt the courts. But we'll get to that. That's mostly my thoughts, but I know we have uh, examples we can give on that one. But the bigger challenge of that is uh, this, this, this demonic, demented individual who was a heavy gamer playing violent video games, shoot 'em up types, Call of Duty, all this other shit, ninja shit, you know, running around destroying each other in the video games with their little headsets on. And uh, same thing with the Buffalo shooter, another gamer. This will tie in together in a little bit. You know, Lieutenant Dave Grossman, Lieutenant Dave, or Colonel, I think Lieutenant? Anyway, Dave Grossman wrote a book called On Killing. And it's been out for a while, and I remember reading it. And the things that stuck out most was why he wrote the book. It was a study of killing. And you might think that's a weird chapter, and it certainly is. Because 99.9% .9 of us don't want to hurt other people. And yet there's that 0.1% who have no problem doing it. But, and almost to the point where they're human predators, that 0.1%. Remember, the first murder in the history of man was Cain killing Abel with a rock. So murder begins in the heart and the brain. And the, both of those are more connected than we realize or what we're told. So anyway, uh, Mr. Grossman's book is a great read it's titled On Killing. And what it discusses is it discusses the 
challenges that the militaries had to get reasonable men to go kill each other and commit acts of violence against their opponents. Uh, I think I one thing that stuck out for me when I was a young younger kid, and I used to love reading the war books uh, during when, when they were really books, and, and uh, I was more interested in World War II, but one thing that rang out was uh, uh, during uh, Christmas Eve, the, the troops in World War I in the trenches singing uh, Silent Night, and, and uh, I, don't, I think the, the rumor is they got out of the trenches and were nice to each other for one night, and the next day they were back to killing each other. And the challenges in the wars, and let's go back to the Civil War, was that some people would get so stressed with the act of killing another that they couldn't function. And it was very inconvenient for those faraway generals whose hands weren't dirty to send others to kill and others to die for what private profits could, re- could gain um, against a war uh, with, with uh, no uh, larger um, spread about enrichment for the country or ideals. But anyway, it was such a traumatic event that they had to design things to make people want to kill the other. So the other thing that happened with this time was they had to use propaganda, such as uh, World War II. They called the Japanese people Japs, uh, the Germans Krauts, and and all kinds of other things to vilify and create enemies in the minds of the people so that it was less uh, harmful emotionally to kill another person. And in fact, in World War II, one of the things that's not often talked about, and for good reason, but it should be talked about, so that we might avoid unnecessary wars that only enrich the elite, none of the wars we've undertaken in the last 50 years have been worth uh, our bravest and best going on foreign shores to die, in my opinion, Um was that with the Nazis when they decided they needed to get rid of the Jews and other indigents and undesirables per the eugenics plan that they Hitler uh, got from, I think, uh, the elder Bush when uh, Senator Herbert Walker Bush's dad, I believe, was big in the eugenics. I think the entire Bush family is probably big in the eugenics. Definitely know they're not pro-America. Um these are my opinions based upon what we know with history. Um, but anyway, the, the unpleasant task became how do you murder or get rid of that many people and have uh, soldiers or troops fulfill those things? Remember, 0.1% were capable of it, but that 0.1% couldn't handle the workload that the Nazis had uh, strived for, which I think at the end of the war, their estimates are anywhere from five to seven million, maybe more. But I recall in my research reading how the first ones involved firing squads and they'd mass people up and gun them down and bring out more and gun them down and push them in a trench. And it became so the, the the Nazis that were shooting the Jews and other undesirables, it became so unpleasant. They refused to do it. That is a huge point that you need to understand. They refused to do it. 
It became so unpleasant they found less and less troops that would volunteer or fulfill the orders. And I bet the Nazis probably killed a few troops to try to scare the others to do what they want. They wanted. And um, ultimately, ultimately, they had to design other ways to kill in mass quantities. The other one that I remember reading about, which was, which was just awful, involved the use of uh, large uh, delivery vans and they would go in tactically to a certain family or people they rounded up and they would put them in the back of that van and lock the doors and then uh, reroute or, you know, reroute the exhaust back into the, the van chamber or put in what other types of uh, noxious chemicals would produce, uh, uh, you know, odors sufficient to kill those in the box, but it was never quick and quiet. In fact, uh, in researching that, many of the guards who also had that task of driving those vans and locking people in and suffocating them to death couldn't get out the anguish of people ripping their nails out across the insides of that, trying to claw their way out and the screams. And that was very just uh, alarming for those individuals chosen to undertake that task. And then later on... You remember hearing about in the death camps, uh, they would put them in the showers. Hey, get in the showers, take them off the train. We're going to give you a shower and give you some meals. Hop on in. And then they would, they would, uh, you know, kill them in the showers. And everybody in the nearby neighborhoods pretended they didn't know what was happening there. All the family members worked there. Very gruesome. I never forget seeing the pictures of the glasses and uh, the shoes and the clothing piled up. And then the skulls ultimately. Uh, It's very demonic. And so I bring that up just so you understand that reasonable people don't normally harm someone. And the only time it's justified uh, would be a a war. But, you know, the wars we've had lately, and I'm not knocking anybody that was put to task uh, in the wars as our soldiers, but, um, you know, or in defense of someone else's life. You know, that's not murder. That's defending somebody. Um, but anyway, in dealing with these madmen, these demonic uh, people, we know that there's certain things that had to be done. And according to Dave Grossman in his book uh, on killing, it, it talked about they had to find ways to make it make that person want to do it. And again, I mentioned the propaganda, vilify them, vilify them, vilify them, you know, make up stuff or come and eat your children. They're going to, um, you know, take your wives, all kinds of crazy stuff to get people to be, hey, they've, they've done this. And they would often create false flags so that you would hate me more and want to go kill them. And so part of what happened in modern years to train soldiers to kill involves some video games. And it still does. It involved other acts that helped desensitize people into committing uh, uh, the killing. Video games and violent movies and a media that whores itself out. It whores itself out because if it bleeds, it leads. If it bleeds, it leads. And what that means is the more fucking violence you can put in front of people <clears throat> frequently, 
the more crazy stuff that you can lead with gets more ratings and leads to more advert dollars and leads to more viewers. Everybody watches a train wreck. You're ever on the highway and you see a bad wreck. Even if you're praying for those people, and I hope you do, because it could be your son's daughter's family members there. Everybody looks over. You know, it's hard not to. But in the media, in Hollywood, and now these gaming um, systems, it's become even more violent. Grand Theft Auto, all kinds of stuff where they're, <coughs> excuse me, uh, riding around in a car, and it's a game, and just running people over, shooting people, all kinds of stuff. Well, what that does, the more times you do it, is it separates the actual act of the killing. There's no emotional attachment anymore. And it starts to wear those, wear that compassionate empathy, empathy side to zero. Now, most people can separate themselves from those games because most people, 99%, don't have a desire. Excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. Don't have a desire to want to go do something bad like that. But the other side, that are already mentally fragile, um, loners, um, underdeveloped mental uh, social skills, start dreaming of doing that more. I'm going to go off into the other side here of that ever since man had a thirst for war, and with uh, espionage and other things, excuse me, I had to take a drink of water, did they then, remember the movies of Frankenstein where you could create your own monster and you could activate them to do your dirty work for you? There's no different today. The agencies have been doing this shit, the CIA, all the other little agencies we don't even know about, have been practicing on human experiments for many, many years. In fact, it's it's uh, MK Ultra, LSD, all kinds of other tests that are now public <coughs> damn, have shown that uh, these agencies are still trying to create the, what, what they call the perfect soldier, you know, where they can have somebody, uh, they use hypnotism, they use drugs. Uh, some of those drug tests led to deaths that they denied at first and then later admitted and, and you know, had people sign non-disclosures and they paid them money to shut up. Um, it's it's horrific. They, they did stuff with kids. That's known. So the reason why I say that is that whole effort of trying to create assassins and type people like that that you could turn on to maybe take out a military enemy has been something that this government and all governments around the world have sought to have. You know, how useful is that that you could flip a switch or play a song or hit a buzzer or send a text and suddenly that nice old lady, you know, is a super assassin. You know, that's that's the dream of the wet dream of all these global murderers. And so I bring that point up because with the impressions on in the brain, uh, that these, these video images have and this push for the metaverse, that goofy-ass shit. Who wants to live in a metaverse when we've got this beautiful world here to live in? And as bad as they want it to be, it's only bad if we keep watching this shit and playing and falling down the rat hole there. 
But I'm, I'm hang, stay with me here. I'm getting to the, the bigger points. So we know that back in the 70s, the big concern was the subliminal messages. You've ever listened to what, Sgt. Pepper, uh, the Beatles album? Only Hearts Club. And there was uh, Anton LaVey, the Satanists on that one. Then there were, uh, it was purported that there were backward uh, voices on the album that if you played it backward, it would say things, you know, uh, satanic stuff. And I don't doubt that. Uh, Edward Bernays, the father of propaganda. I don't want to call it media, but he called it media because nobody liked the word propaganda because it meant that you were being played. And that's exactly what media is. Impressions get you to, you know, it takes like seven plus times before you begin to accept something. And uh, we're all impressionable with that. Hyp- hypnosis. Um, there's so many things that happen. There's there's so many things that people aren't paying attention to. And they want to uh, uh, blame the tool rather than the, than the person. And so this individual that shot up Uvalde uh, Elementary School. Uh, it's another name for it. I think it's Rob something elementary school um, decided that he was going to go shoot his grandma in the face, sent a text before he did that, sent a text after saying he did it. Luckily she lived. I don't know if she still has all her faculties, but man, hope she's doing better. Um, But he goes to the school, arrives, uh, shoots at a couple according to the reports. Again, what I'm, saying is what the reports are saying today. Who knows how they'll change tomorrow. I do notice the media is covering for law enforcement because it's been such a clusterfuck. Anyway, um, just so you know, the first rule of active shooter response at a school or anything is the first guys go in and they start taking down the shooter. I will give you a classic example of how of that, of when it goes right. Uh, the one that sticks out in my mind is Virginia Beach. Uh, um, public uh, public works building. Police went straight into the shooter, as they should have. Had to shoot out and kill that son of a bitch. They went straight in. They weren't waiting for a SWAT team, and that's the way that people, that police and others are trained in this incident. Well, what happened here? The guy goes in, according to the timeline, and at least from the time he gets in the building, fires at least a hundred shots. Shoots at a couple guys trying to come through the door. They run out. Then other guys are in the hallway. And at this time, I think there's still shots happening. He's already killed X people. 911 calls are still happening. And he's in the room, still alive. And then the on-scene commander says, this is a hostage situation now. (laughs) Well, that sense has been disproven. All the good LE guys are like, this is fucked up. This is complete fucked up. And now the governor of Texas said he was lied to by L.E., which isn't surprising because the people want to cover their tracks. And then they finally have to have a guy, abort that guy accordingly to what the reports say. Got it, you know, getting a haircut, borrowed a shotgun, went in, grabbed the shield, and then they finally broke through the door and shot the guy. Meanwhile, there's kids still alive in there, kids calling 911, such a horrific thing. Those cops in the hallway that sat there didn't do shit. Don't talk how you want to go in. That's an order from that commander you should have disobeyed. But here's the challenge. What really sticks out on that for me 
not only did they not assault the room, but I withheld comment on the room because I didn't know if it was an internal room with block wall. And again, you can use sledgehammers and you can bust in some fucking uh, shoot through holes to shoot that guy if you can't get through the door. But a, this room had windows. This room was accessible for a sniper from outside. I can't wait to hear if there was a sniper there and why he wasn't given a shot at this gunman through these little single double pane windows, which could have ended that siege quickly. Created diversion at the door. Sniper takes him out or two guys pop up from the window ledge and just put pump bullets in his ass. But instead, we hear these reports are waiting on a key. Waiting on a key? Get the fuck out of here. Waiting on a key. That's bullshit. You take that M4 and you shoot that fucking door lock off and you run in there. Or you shoot the hinges off too and weaken that door. And then while you're doing that, creating a distraction, the other guys are shooting through the window at the guy. By that time, the kid's unfortunately, we're probably dead, injured, and bleeding out. It's important you guys know this shit. They're trying to keep these details from you like they're all fucking squared away and that you're a bag of fucking shit <clears throat> just because they're in a, a costume with some tin badges that they're the only ones that can save them. Hats off to the mama bear who got arrested, got released, and then went in and got her kids out. This is sad, folks. This shows you the breakdown of a system. And it's funny, the Buffalo shooter was also a violent gamer. And now there's there's rumor and talk that he was conversing with a retired FBI agent or federal officer in a chat room about what he was going to do. And the guy, now the federal officer, saying he never got the, the link to the message before the guy did it which he sent 30 minutes before he did it, before he went to shoot up the, uh, attacked another defenseless place in New York. Remember, New York's pretty anti-gun. You know, just two of these things, and now they want to put promote gun control. But this whole part that I really want to stress in this is it's not just the video games. It's not just the media. It's not just his upbringing. When we do know that uh, kids used in satanic rituals and sex trafficking are often traumatized deliberately. Um, and maybe this kid was. His mom, piece of shit, uh, didn't, didn't pay attention to her kid. And how many kids today are growing up with a cell phone in their hand at age five and an iPad left to their own devices, own, own search results? Well, let's talk about AI algorithms. I'm not a fan of the Prime Minister of New Zealand. I think she's a piece of shit. She's a globalist elite. And But one thing she did get right. She was a guest speaker at Harvard. And she mentioned that there's a greater need for technocratic control over disinformation. Well, according disinformation these days is a, is disagreeing with the pandemic and all the other government uh, mouthpieces. See, they can't have dissent because when we bring truth, some facts to the front, they have to tell lies, and those lies are easily defeated by truth. But she did get one thing right, and what she said 
she mentioned the algorithms need to be changed. Well, the algorithms are, or think of it as um, steps. X person XYZ searches for puppies and kittens. Well, guess what? Now it's programmed that if they like this, then it will show these videos. And all of those ways that they do that and why they do it is they can get ad revenue and money from advertisers and other, other things. Um, and the whole effort with that is that now, and you guys see it, you see it in your Facebook, TikTok, whatever the hell else you're doing, web searches, your Google's awful for it, and it's saving your web searches. And the reason why it's saving that stuff is it's building a digital profile of you that tells certain habits what time you get online, what time you get offline, what 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 apps or, or web pages are your uh, most frequent, how long are you on there. Um, and then when you're not on there, these AI algorithms will send you messages or feeds to get you back on it. Yeah, it's true shit. There's a great movie out, uh, something about those social media and the people that built these algorithms, thinking it would be used for good purposes, now finding out it's been used for nefarious enrichment and uh, getting people to be in, addicted to social media so that you don't ever leave. Hence uh, Zuckerberg's effort to take it to the next step with the multiverse. But this is important for this part of this podcast, is that no doubt, that if you can send someone, you know, frequent updates on puppies and kittens, you sure as hell can feed some of these maniac, psychopaths, evil, dark stuff, right? And you can implant in those particular things and videos they're, they're, they're showing subliminal messages. I'm telling you that the agencies have come a great distance in being able to utilize the internet and other other things to, and they've tested this, to control people. Now, I can't say that shooter was, was the result of an agency's work, but I can tell you that what the AI algorithms, the algorithms that were, that he had sending him shit would be very interesting to see and in fact, the Prime Minister of New Zealand mentioned that those algorithms that are feeding people these alternate websites that aren't government approved, and what I mean by that is have truth in it about what's really happening in politics, they want to shut down because they realize the algorithms that they want us to get would be saying that worship your government, worship your government. But they always need false flags. And I'm convinced this individual until we can figure out where he got his money and confirm it, this individual somehow got a bunch of money to go buy a bunch of guns <clears throat> and keep playing video games, talk about what he wanted to do, and then finally something made him act on it. And then after, when he acted on it, then there was a whole comedy of errors, either deliberate or accidental, by the police department down there. Now, again, this is a small little town that normally wouldn't, you know, have the resources of a larger city, but still, it's Texas. 
And so you would think that the agents or the law enforcement officers in that area would be following the same script that every other town and city has put in place since Columbine. You saw the, the coward of Broward County huddled outside telling people not to go in, into the school. You know, everybody knows, and the training I've had is that you put heat on the meat. And the reason you do that is every time that you can put stress on this, uh, this, these demons that are trying to kill innocents, you take them off their game plan. And, it, and, and that stress lowers their ability to go in and achieve their kill counts. They're all trying to outdo each other. And uh, that's why it's greatly disturbing to see that the law enforcement in uh, Texas at that school, Uvalde or whatever you pronounce it, did not go in as they were probably trained at the police academies, including uh, any other uh, responding uh, uh, police forces. <coughs> so, I'm not saying it was a conspiracy on that, but it sure was a shitstorm of errors. And every, every municipality and city needs to make sure that they have a good plan to respond to active shooters and you involve multiple departments, multiple LE agencies, sheriff, police, state police, game wardens, federal, and you involve EMS, fire, and you make multiple scenes. Because I don't think this, unfortunately, I don't think this is going to decrease in frequency. It's probably going to increase because we are a, a society of violence. And it's been put in our face. Kids are growing up watching TV with people killing each other, hurting each other. And that is what I mean by if it bleeds, it leads in the media. And all these violent movies, these dark horror movies, it's a perpetual self-licking ice cream cone that what you focus on is what you get. And uh, until we can figure out how to censor Hollywood and make sure algorithms aren't feeding people dark-ass shit, uh, we're going to be stuck in a pattern of unknowns and we cannot, we don't have ESP. We don't have uh, the ability to say, Hey, that whack job on the corner who complete nut job is going to go to X, Y, Z and attack X, Y, Z. We don't have that foresight. And so what it is now as a globalist want to try to take away our second amendment by saying, see, this is what guns did. No, a person took an, a tool that's used for lawful purposes and used it illegally. There's not a law that can be created that will solve a murderous heart. There's not a law that can be created that will solve a murderous heart, a person intent on harming others. The only thing that can solve that is people being prepared and having the means to defend themselves. One of the things from the Virginia Beach courthouse that didn't come up, and of course they don't want to, that, you know, these lawyers are all in on it too, is there's a term called duty of care. And the reason why there was no armed security in that building is because they all said, hey, the sheriff's department's down the street and uh, we have the police there and we've got the court, so there's really no need for an armed security guard. It's all here. That was bullshit. That was short-sighted thinking. And how Virginia Beach escaped the lawsuit whether they had uh, immunity or not, 
once you disarm people and take away their ability to defend themselves, you're responsible for their security. And how they keep skirting this issue is a, a corrupted court. And if people are trained in firearms and, and taught to use firearms and young kids are taught properly and not having these fucking idiots in movies, Liam Neeson and others, I can't stand that punk, running around with guns, shooting everybody up, being violent, and learning, learning bad gun handling and unsafe shit and the fake-ass, non-realistic damages that firearms cause, it's going to continue to keep going the way that it's going, which is not good. And uh, it's time that that changed. The people I were I was with at NRA shouldn't be losing their firearms license, firearms, and it shouldn't be harder for them to exercise their Second Amendment. That's a constitutional right. Making violent movies and putting AI algorithms that feed hate should be outlawed. That should take a fucking license, right? But instead, we're gonna we're gonna go after constitutional right because why Hollywood should be able to exercise their First Amendment and put out a bunch of violence and never be held accountable in gaming too. It's time we started peeling back the onion and asking, why is that okay? And that doesn't require a license, but this gets a little PG rating. But yet now the people who didn't do shit have to give something up. That's bullshit. Not one fucking inch. That's what everybody's saying. Not one fucking inch. We're not giving us our rights up because some psychopath went and acted and then a teacher didn't shut a door like she should have. This kid, the same kid, the the same demon murderer was caught and arrested when he was 14, I believe, for threatening the same thing. So why should everybody else have to give something up? Doesn't make sense. There's Once they take the guns, it's only a short time later before it's like Pol Pot uh, Stalin, Hitler, and others. Our forefathers were wise enough and um, uh, blessed to have wisdom from the Almighty to give us these, this, this country. And it is not, the Second Amendment is absolute. The Second Amendment is absolute. So I'm going to let you guys go and ponder those thoughts. But again, we didn't do we didn't do anything, and so the the talk of greater gun restrictions is a non-starter. And uh, I don't know if this is a coordinated effort to uh, create a civil war before the uh, November midterms, where the Democrats are going to get their asses beat. But yet we still have GOP uh, uh, treasonous bastards like McConnell, McCarthy, Graham, and many others, Crenshaw that uh, want to sacrifice our rights while they play Patriot. And it's time that we all vote them out and let them find new roles in the Dem Party, which they really are. But we stand up and we say, not one inch, not one inch. While abortions continue unabated and they seek even more time to kill kids uh, 72 hours after they're born. I mean, how is that not murder? How is it any of it not murder? 
And remember, when Roe versus Wade was heard by the Supreme Court, they didn't have ultrasound, which clearly shows that's not just a ball of fetal cells. It is forming as a human. It is a human. So anyway, listen, keep up the good fight. I'll give another update on the other things that I saw at NRA, including some cool hardware, but also walk through some of the protesters and uh, uh, some of the questionable groups like the Proud Boys that showed up wanting to start a fight so they could uh, tie themselves with the NRA, which we don't want part of. Uh, Anyway, stand tall, stand proud. God bless America. God bless the USA. Keep training. Keep training. You might have to, everybody who's a gun owner should be a sheepdog, looking after your neighbor, protecting your families, and protecting one another. Uh, One day you might have to go in that school and save those kids if the cops are pissing their pants out in the hallway. So, uh, you know what? We are we are the the line of defense uh, when the systems fail. So, to the to the good cops out there, no no disrespect intended. You know who you are. You know you to run in there regardless. And uh, we appreciate all that all you good guys do. Anyway, keep up your keep your chin up. God bless America. Thank a veteran for their service. And remember, you are part of this defense of this country. You are the militia every one of us. So God bless this country. God bless your families. First Team America signing off. Peace.